Okay, welcome to Deep Thoughts with Nelly. I have a special guest on this episode, Todd Gongware. Uh, Todd is the author for Lead for God's Sake, uh, written in 2009, came to Tri-Valley in 2010 as a speaker in an Illinois Wesleyan, um, worked as a basketball coach, worked in the business world, and now travels around speaking to many businesses and college athletic programs on leadership and building culture. So welcome to the show, Todd. Hey, John. Thanks for having me, man. I appreciate the invite here. So how about uh, maybe you can explain a little more kind of what you do, kind of who you work with, so our listeners can be for, more familiar with you. Yeah, um, so kind of grew up uh, grew up as a part of a uh, family business, so I was in and around the business world for as long as I can remember, um, and loved the business world, again, early on, um, and then... Uh, you know, my young 20s, actually, I was passionate about basketball, played basketball, but then eventually get to become a, uh, an assistant college basketball coach for a small uh, NAI school up in um, up near South Bend and uh, Bethel College, actually. And, and uh, so I did that for a little over a decade. Um, at the same time, because it's an NAI school, you keep your day job. So again, was involved in the business world all through that time also. And out of necessity, as much as anything else, I mean, really became passionate about the subject of leadership and culture, um, really obsessed with studying that topic, and which you know, led me to start to kind of write some things on it and eventually was, um, had the opportunity to, to kind of spearhead like leadership development, cultural development uh, process for a larger private equity-owned company with plants around the country and then eventually a, a public company. So had a lot of great business experiences, had a lot of great um, sports experiences that kind of led up to that, that time in, in actually in 2009 when I wrote the book. And then when I wrote the book, had no idea, in none, I mean, never in my wildest imagination did I, did I have any clue it would do what it has done. And as it went out, I started to give it out to different friends, different people that I knew it kind of took on a life of its own and, and really um, especially in the, in the coaches, the coaching world, um, you know, just kind of caught fire and a lot of coaches started passing on to each other and, and uh, fortunately passing it on to a lot of high profile coaches. So guys like Urban Meyer and Dabo Sweeney and, and um, you know, Steve Alford, um, Tony Bennett, Buzz Williams. I mean, just, all kinds of coaches from all all kinds of sports um, it just really really began to kind of latch onto it which opened up the opportunity for me to go out into schools you know a lot of high schools but a lot of colleges work with teams work with coaches and then um, also because of the business background a lot of CEOs and, and business professionals began to also invite me in to, to maybe work with their with their teams and staff so kind of a broad range of, of groups from, from students all the way up to CEOs of, gosh, multi-billion dollar companies. So lots of, lots of fun stuff, and especially in the last decade uh, on this journey. Yeah, it's been really cool knowing you at the beginning kind of of the journey when you were first starting and kind of seeing your growth now. It's been very cool to watch and see what the experiences you've had and being able to kind of follow your path has been, it's been really cool for me to see knowing you all the way back at the beginning, kind of where you are now. Um, 
you know, is, is very cool. So, you know, you've done a great job with all those things that you've been associated with. So obviously we know um, we're in a tough situation right now in today's society. And I know you've got kids kind of, you know, a broad range of age. Um, so obviously in these tough times, what are some of the challenges your family has kind of faced during this situation? Well, I think, um, you know, like most families, I mean, it's, it's a, this is just, we're in unprecedented times. This is just uncharted territory. No one really knows how to walk through what we're walking through. Um, you know, in a lot of cases for us and, and even for me personally, um, you know, first and foremost, from my career, my job, which a lot of people same same boat, um, you know, what I do is dependent upon events, people inviting me in, me being able to travel and go out and speak to groups. So, you know, right from the get-go, when this thing really started to hit, all of my events, you know, had to cancel. Can't People aren't getting together. People aren't, you know, so, um, you know, from a challenge standpoint, that always sparks at least a little bit of unrest throughout the family going, gosh, you know, what, what are we going to do? You know, how are we going to ride through this storm? Dad's job is kind of in flux now. And so no doubt that was, an, you know, early on and, and still is, you know, there's just a lot, a lot of unknown there. Um, and the kids, you know, the kids feel that too. The kids understand my kids are old enough. I mean, I have a, I have a 20 year old um, who um, is, is back at home now. Uh, he was, he went to one semester down in, in uh, at IUPUI, but he's back home now. So he's with us. My, I have a 16 year old who's a sophomore in high school. And then I have a nine year old little boy we adopted from Haiti, who's um, a third grader. And they're all old enough to kind of, you know, a little bit, my, my youngest doesn't fully grasp the, the job standpoint, but my old two, older two are watching that. So that poses a challenge, the challenge of, okay, what do we do? <laughs> We're all here now. And um, um, so, you know, for my wife and I really, you know, it's really important for me, especially to like, how do we help them remain at least somewhat productive um, during this time? You know, we want to use this time as a positive to build our relationship with each other. So it's been cool. We've been able to play games and do a lot of fun things a lot more fun things together. Um, but at the same time, you know, uh, making sure we're, we're not sleeping till noon and sitting on our phones all day or watching TikTok videos all day or all these other things that, that can tempt us to just waste, completely waste the time. So I think that's, that's a challenge too. It's kind of right from the get-go deciding that, hey, we, we need to make the most of this time. What is that going to look like for us? So we've we've kind of tried to really um put a little structure around that as best we can um, for all those kids and they're all in different phases so it looks a little different for each of them yeah how about like your older kids that are on social media and that right now how do you help them kind of decipher the information that's out there and kind of not let them you know become fearful because of what they're reading and that how do you work through that with them man i think that's that's such a that's such a great, great question and so important, um, John. I'm glad you mentioned that because that is probably right from the get-go something that maybe is most near and dear to my heart. I think we are – we've always been – I shouldn't say always, but, you know, 
with the advent of even TV media, the agenda of media outlets started to kind of shift. And we went from, you know, 50, 60 years ago, the, the purpose of a news media outlet was simply to, to give you the facts. Here's the fact. This is our job. We're going to give you the facts. Well, when multiple, you know, as the, as the media grew in terms of multiple outlets, there became this competition for our eyeballs. And so that started to kind of change where people started to race for the most catchy headline. Well, then you fast forward to even within the last 10 years and the advent of the cell phone, just the way digital media is everywhere now. Now there's, as opposed to two or three outlets, a newspaper and a couple major media outlets, there are literally hundreds, I mean, there are literally thousands and thousands of, you know, media platforms, so to speak, that are, that are all competing to try to grab your eyeballs, to try to suck you in. And I think it's so important that our young people understand this because the headlines right now that, you know, they, they're competing to try to get you to read their article. So one of the things I, you know, I've talked about before that that's, you know, the whole could be, could be, that could this, it could that. I think you have to be so careful. We have talked to our kids, you know, because I, I talk a lot about this when I talk about leadership, because it does, what we consume affects our heart. And so it affects our leadership. And so I think it's very, very important, but especially now, there are so many things out there that attempt us to consume stuff that is just, if, if you consume it all day, I mean, it'll eat you alive from the inside out because it's, it's fear. It's saying, oh my gosh, it could be this. We could have millions and millions of people get this. We could have um, flooding in the Midwest now that's going to make this worse. We could have our hospitals collapse in the middle. Of, I mean, like the sun could go out tomorrow too. You know what I mean? Probably not going to. Right. But when you have this race for the most catchy headline, that's what starts to happen. People start printing these headlines and in, in you know, 90% or more of cases, they're very, very bent for whatever their opinion is. They want to scare you and then they want to, you know, kind of suck you into our opinion. And man, our young people just have to be so careful with that. Twitter is really, really dangerous, I, I think, because again, it's those quick hitters. There's the small headlines and a lot of people go to Twitter for their news. And man, um, those agendas have, or those messages have agendas behind them. And I think, you know, what we've tried to do with our kids is really, really caution them. Don't spend your day scrolling through, you know, and, and letting those headlines catch you and just keep reading them because they're, they're not going to do anything but, but spark more and more fear in you. And so that's been, yeah, I'm glad you, I'm glad you mentioned that because John, I think that's a huge thing for, been a huge thing for our family. It's, it always has because of the leadership impact that I believe it has on young people, but now more than ever, um, man, be careful what you're consuming and that these things are all designed to, you know, really suck you in and, and take more and more of your time, um, you know, every day. So that's a big one. Yeah. And unfortunately, you know, when it's about money or that race, we can't all tell the same story because we have to do something to separate us. And so, you know, unfortunately it creates this situation and the confusion in our society. 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like I said, it's just, um, you know, it's one of those things, it's the new reality. So when I, when I'm talking about it with teams or coaches or, or student, you know, whatever, I'm, you know, we're talking about the, the fact that when they created this phone, especially, you know, when they created this thing, um, whether it's Facebook, Apple, uh, Twitter, all of these platforms on top of the catchy headlines, now you have these platforms that tapped into social validation feedback loop. So causing that dopamine release that really is addictive. And, and what I think young people have to understand, their brains are a different place. Like I tell my 19-year-old, listen, your brain is at a different place than me. I'm 49, almost 50. And the developmental aspect of my brain is just different than yours is. And so what you consume does have a little bit different effect. Your prefrontal cortex isn't fully developed. It's being developed. The emotional aspect of your brains are being developed. And so we really, really have to be serious, I think, about helping young people understand that, hey, wait a minute, like my brain is at a really critical time. And, you know, do I really want to spend eight hours scrolling through this? Do I really want to spend eight hours or six hours, um, you know, playing this video game? Or watch, I mean, like, you know, again, the notifications, the likes, the retweets, all of that stuff is playing to what can, can very easily become addictive behavior. And, you know, the, the, the behavioral addiction triggers the same chemical stuff as chemical addictions to the brain. So cocaine, you know, heroin, all of these other, you know, nicotine, all of these other chemical addictions, they're really, they're really going to that dopamine center. And man, that's a, I just think that's a very, very serious thing that, and it's funny, John, as I talk to young people, they feel it. And I, I mean, you probably experienced the same thing. When I talk to high school students and, and I start talking through this, they're looking at me usually going, yeah, yeah. Like, I feel that. I'm, I, I do get frustrated if I don't get enough retweets or likes or whatever. And I do get kind of sucked into that. You know, and so they, they kind of, the light bulb goes on. They are becoming more and more aware of how that's impacting them. And I think that's, that's an important thing, especially now when we have all this downtime. Right. Got to be careful of that. So. Okay. So um, we talked a lot about the, uh, you know, we, we talked about media and how media can send negative messages to kids and uh, create doubt. So obviously all students are affected and impacted by this and a couple of groups that really come to mind, I think are this year's seniors in this, these athletes missing a spring sport. And I know, you know, having a daughter right now, that's a senior. She is struggling with things like no prom and graduation and those types of things that are kind of the senior rite of passages. So what kind of positive message would you send or share with, you know, those seniors or those kids that are missing a spring sport right now? Well, and again, man, that's a, it's a really, really tough situation for them. I think, um, you know, my, actually my daughter's boyfriend is a senior and we were, we were just talking about that tonight, different, just kind of the different things that, you know, they're just kind of bummed about and no, no question. I mean, I, I first and foremost, um, you know, sympathize with them because it's, it's a unique situation that, um, you, this is a special time of life. You get one senior year in high school, you know, and so, 
sympathize with them for sure. You know, a couple things. The first one, and, and I don't even know, um, I'm drawing a blanket who's responsible, but the, but the saying, you know, better to have loved and lost than never loved at all. You know, I mean, that whole thing, I know that's cliche-ish, but it really does, it's like, you know what? Um, it's all about perspective. You've had this, this, you've got these friends. That's what makes it tough in the first place. But these, you still have your friends your senior year. You still, you've gotten to your senior year. You've made it through. You know what I mean? Like there are still opportunities you've had um, that, that have brought you to this point. You know, try to make the best of it. And, you know, we're going to get, I hope, back to a point where the kids are interacting a little bit more and they can be together at least toward the end. Maybe some of these things can be pushed, you know, back into the summer if they do proms or things. Some of that may come back, but, you know, that the first thing is, is just try to keep it in perspective. And then when we're talking about perspective, you know, through this whole thing, I think that is a, that's an important thing to keep in mind. Number one, there's still people who, you know, are losing, have lost loved ones as a result of this. There's still people who have been sick. I mean, I have, I have a good friend actually that, that got really sick from Atlanta and, and um, I mean, it was a battle, got coronavirus and, and, uh, so, you know, you have the perspective of the people that are dealing with that. Um, man, I, I've got a, a, a friend who is battling cancer right now, like most of us probably do. I've got a friend, uh, a really good friend that just lost his, his, his grandson a couple weeks ago, a little 18-year-old baby that fell in the pool in Texas. I mean, like, there's so many other things in life that, you know, I don't want to be a downer, but if you have your health, and you have your friends, you have a lot. You still have a lot. And I think that's, you know, more than anything, that's what we have to keep encouraging them on. And I know it's easier said than done, but man, I always try to, to really, you know, continue to focus on what you do have. And um, in the most cases, they still have a lot. Right. You know, they still have a lot. Still the best, still can be one of the best times of their life. Right. You know, and one of the things I try to tell my daughter is, there's so many kids going through what you are. It's not like it's just our school. You know, it's a common bond that you kids are going to have, you know, 50 years from now. Right. You know, and that you're going to be able to talk about your experiences and, you know, that sort of thing. And that's, I hope down the road, those kids will appreciate that more because it's, it's all over the world, you know, yeah. let alone definitely, you know, all 50 states. But I mean, all these seniors in, in these spring athletes kind of have that common bond that draws them together. Yeah, I think, I think you make a great point. I mean, I really believe that was the other thing we were talking about tonight. I said, you know, you guys, seriously, you're going to be talking to your grandkids about this. Now, let's hope and pray that, you know, the one concern I have, because with media the way it is today, as fast as things get out and as far reaching as things can be, I hope we're not creating a new norm, right. you know, so, but let's hope this is a once in a generation, once in multiple generations, really, that this happens. And you're right. They're going to be telling their grandkids going, you know, when I was a senior in high school and, and, you know, again, let's, let's hope and pray that, that they can, they can do that, that yeah, they'll get yeah. through this with their friends. Right. You know, and one of the things we were going to talk about is the good that can come out of this, um, it, you know, there, there is a ton of good. And I think you kind of touched on some of those, um, you know, realizing you have your health and your friends are still there. And, 
Um, you know, I, I think some of those kids out there too, you know, I, I interviewed a senior today. They have an appreciation that they didn't have before of some of the daily things of attending high school, you know, things they complained about, you know, or I got to go to practice today or do this. And those kids would kill to be able to have those opportunities again. So, you know, kind of, do you see anything else like positive things like that, that, you know, those kids can see, you know, down the road that it's going to come out of this? Yeah. The first thing really, um, I, I, I really hope, and I think I'm seeing it, um, at least in, in my neighborhood and with a lot of other people that I interact with from around the country is I hope that the families are becoming closer because the reality is in most cases, everybody's stuck at home <laughs> and like, and I get it. We can, we can check out on social media and watch YouTube and TikTok and play video games and all those other things. And, and, you know, but there really is, I mean, you're gonna, over this time period, you're just going to be with your family. And the positive of that is, and, and again, it's hard to really, really understand how fast it goes and embrace the fullness of what it means to be with family when you're a kid, but um, that'll be over someday. And I believe that through this experience, you're going to have a lot of, because I, I know, especially in the world that I operate in, both in the the senior leaders and on some of these businesses, but also in the coaching world, especially the, the college level. I can't tell you how many friends are, they're home with their kids. I mean, I, mean, I, I actually, Tony Bennett, I was talking to him last week and he, you know, he's like, we we're talking about it. And he just goes, yeah, he goes, I'm just kidding. I mean, and this was the day before what would have been selection Sunday. Right. So, you know, here's a coach of you, you Virginia, I mean, like that's yeah. the height of they're not going to talk to anybody. They're going, you know, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm getting ready to watch a movie with my daughter." <laughs> right? Yeah, it's but like that is that's the good, and he sees that too. He's like, "Wow, you know, we're getting time with our kids and our families," and I think, you know, the students will appreciate that more later. I'm, you know, too, as it goes, is just getting that time with their parents and their siblings. There's going to be times it drives us nuts, but looking right. back on it we will really appreciate that. Yeah. I believe. Yeah. One of the things and selfishly, you know, having a daughter that's getting ready to graduate, it's kind of cool being able to spend more time with her knowing she's going away next year. Um, you know, so I, I think it's all how we look at the situation, you know, we can choose to kind of complain and mope about it or, you know, look at the opportunity kind of living in the present right now, like the good things that can come out of these situations, even right now, you know, yeah. like the good health and like having that family time together. And, um, I, you know, I, I have definitely seen that from my standpoint for sure. Um, so yeah, I would agree. And, and you know, one other thing, John, that I think is a big one, and this goes, this is high school, college, all of us, but I think this has been a huge one. You know, one of the, one of the most encouraging, fulfilling things we can do in life is encourage others. You know what I mean? Like that, very, very few people uh, that have ever encouraged anybody will say, man, you know, that was a really bummer to do that, you know, right. to make that person feel good. Gosh, I called them and made their day. Darn. Right. You know what I mean? Like that's a, and we have more opportunity. There's a lot of fear out there. Right. And even for high school kids, there are a lot of kids right now that maybe they don't have a great home situation. Maybe they are really freaking out. They're reading headlines all day. They're scrolling social media. They're thinking the world's, 
this is an opportunity for a lot of us. And again, as students, and I've talked to my kids about this right. and reach out to those friends, FaceTime them, call them. Hey, how you doing? What's going on? How can I encourage you, man? I miss seeing you. I mean, like, like make an effort to be that person that encourages three, four, five people every day and, and find new ones. I mean, I, you know, like when you're talking about your, the class of kids that you're in, what would happen if every high schooler right now is like, okay, I'm going to make sure that at least three or four or five kids that I don't normally interact with, right. but that I would see in school and I haven't talked too much, I'm going to hit them up. And I'm not just talking about a one line on Snapchat. I'm talking about like connect with them. Okay. <laughs> Be real. Right. Connect. How are you doing? How are you holding up? Hey, I miss seeing you, you know? Right. What an opportunity. Yeah. And so I think that's a, that's a big one that um, I wish, I hope that as time goes on, all of us do more and more of it. Well, and I think about too, I mean, thinking about you, you know, and obviously you give a lot of talks on leadership, how much servant leadership is out there right now, you know, people helping other people, um, you know, the nurses, the doctors, I mean, it's amazing seeing the sacrifices people are making. And, you know, unfortunately, sometimes we kind of have to be hit in the head with a hammer or put on our knees to kind of really appreciate life and, you know, really, truly care about others. And, and you're seeing that right now. Totally. There is, there is no doubt. I, you know, this, as I think maybe I alluded to earlier, this, there's no doubt that we're going to emerge from this. There's going to be a lot of healthier families, healthier individuals, like people that just, it's perspective. Yep. You know, taking a step back for a second, going, wait a minute. I, I need to be able to slow down a little bit. I need to be able to enjoy my friends and family that are right here closest to me and, and make sure that I'm reaching out to the people that maybe don't have yeah. a lot of people in their family and different things like that. You know, I think grandparents or, right. or, you know, even in our neighborhood, we've tried to, my wife has made some food and different things. Cause we've got, three or four people that live in our neighborhood. There's a, there's a couple widows and, mm -hmm. and right. she's made an effort to like go and deliver, just put it on the doorstep, you know, right. send, she'll send him a note on the phone. Hey, we just, we just made you some food. You know, we're really careful. Don't worry. Right. <laughs> you know, but, but you know, just doing little things and um, the kids helped her with that. I think that's a, a cool idea and opportunity for, for young people to do too. You can't go be around them in contact, right. but there's still, FaceTime. If you have grandparents, FaceTime them. Mm -hmm. if they if they can do that. Hopefully, <laughs> you get at least one of them with an iPhone now. It's amazing how yeah. many of them have. Uh, I mean, both my parents, 81, 77. I mean, they. My mom can barely use it, but she loves it when we do it. So right. yeah. So, so um, you know, we talked about you know, kind of. Hopefully, you know, at some point, this stuff will settle down. Um, and we'll get back to what we kind of knew as normal. Is there anything you're really looking forward to, like, you know, getting back to normal life? Hugs. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, the, I, I, I say that and I'll say, like, John, one of the big things, and I'm sure I wasn't doing it um, way back when, because I probably just started maybe four or five years ago, but when I speak, um, now, I, I'm a little careful about it if I'm with a business group and it's like, it's a mixed business group. I don't do this, but every team that I speak to, sports team, 
Um, a lot of times if I'm in high schools, a lot of times I have the audience hug, not just high five, not just like, like, and it is one of the most powerful, most enjoy. I mean, like right. people love it. I just talked to a baseball coach, actually Virginia baseball coach of the day. And we, we did this preseason and he goes, man, Todd, he goes, I'm telling you, our guys just took a, took that to a whole new level. They just, this year was different. And you know, they, they got their season just chopped 12 games in over, you know, so they are dealing with some tough, but he said, man, that the hugs just really were something that really helped us. And we miss that. They're going to love getting back to that. And so naturally, I mean, I, I, I really do. I think that's, I I believe we're going to appreciate shaking hands and, you know, hugging. I mean, like it's going to take a while, because yeah. everybody's going to be paranoid for probably the next six months, <laughs> at least. Yeah, we'll be it's elbow bumping for a while, I think. There, there's no doubt. I'm not going to be able to – I'm bummed because I'm sure coaches will be like, no, 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 don't make them all hook. No. Right. But, um, but I do think that's – that human touch – and mm-hmm. I, I, I teach a part of that, the, the, the uh, oxytocin that gets released. It, it, we're made that way. I mean, yeah. God knew what he was doing, man. That's a big part of our connection. and. I really do think people, I miss it. I, I, I miss it like crazy, just whether it's a hug or even a, just a good handshake bro hug. I mean, yeah. I miss those. Right. So, yeah. yeah. Well, I, uh, I, I really appreciate you taking the time uh, to talk tonight. Um, you know, hopefully we can get you back here to Illinois at some point to speak. Um, yeah, you know, I mean, the other thing I'll give a shout out, Lead for God's Sake is a great book, like I talked about earlier. I mean, it had a great impact on me and you know, I would recommend it to, to anybody, you know, especially in a leadership role. Um, but yeah, like I said, I really appreciate you coming on tonight and, and taking that time. Yeah. Hey, I, I really, really appreciate the opportunity to be here. And I hope, I hope if the kids, uh, if they have extra time, my encouragement to them also, just like with my kids is man, you know, make sure you're, you're reading something along with some of the schoolwork that you have, but it's not as much as you're normally getting. If it's, you know, the, the norm and, and my encouragement is, man, don't just take the dead time and not, you know, read a good book. And, and that, yeah, I'm a little biased because I have gotten a lot of really cool messages from high school kids that have taken the time to read it right. and they love it. It's a story. It's a fast read. It's a simple message, but it's a message that I think, um, you know, can, can be an encouragement to all of us. Right. So. For sure. Well, you know, thanks again and take care of your family and stay healthy. Yeah, man, we'll do that. And I appreciate what you're doing, John. Keep being a great encouragement to the students. Um, I really, really think it's great that you're taking, you know, the initiative to obviously continue to, to bring a positive message to them. So thank you for what you're doing. Keep, keep up the great work. All right, we'll, we'll do. Thank you. Stay in touch, okay? All right, you too. Thanks, John. 